may be seated and open your Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We started the year out talking along the lines of greater glory. And when we talk about the glory of God, we're talking about the presence of God. And one of the things that we brought out from the Word of God is that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. And how that God poured out His Spirit moderately in the Old Covenant, and in this New Covenant, it's even going to be greater. So uh, we also talked a little bit last week about how to connect with His presence, how to connect with the glory of God. When we talk about the presence of God and the glory of God, we're not just talking about, you know, having signs and wonders and miracles and seeing things that we've never seen before, and then an increase of those things. But we're also talking about how His presence can get real strong in your life. And how that can impact your relationships. How that it can impact your soul. And really do some awesome things in your life. And so we're going to talk a little while about that a little bit later in this message. But I want to start out in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 7. In the Amplified it says, Now if the dispensation of death engraved in letters on stone... The ministration of the law was inaugurated with such glory and splendor that the Israelites were not able to steadily look at the face of Moses because of its brilliance, a glory that was to fade and to pass away. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, that's the dispensation we're in right now, the dispensation of grace, the dispensation of the Spirit of the living God, This spiritual ministry, whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed and be attended to by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Our lives are to be governed by the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. I'm living a Holy Spirit controlled life. Now, one translation says, shouldn't we expect Far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life. Amen? So there's no sense of us going backwards, we're moving forward. Amen? Amen. Now notice with me in verse 9. For if the service that condemns the ministration of doom had glory, how infinitely more abounding in splendor and glory must be the service that makes righteous the ministry that produces and fosters right living and right standing with God. Did you know that if you live your life sold out to God, and He begins to saturate your life with His glory and with His presence, you will live right? Right living will be an automatic byproduct of being in the presence of God. How many of you want to live right? What about the rest of you? Verse 11, For that which was But passing and fading away came with splendor. Everyone say splendor. Splendor. How much more must that which remains and is permanent abide in glory and in splendor? Verse 12. Since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, we speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. That's what the Spirit of God will do for you. He'll, get, he'll bring confidence in your life. He'll bring a fearlessness in your life. Oh, somebody shout amen. amen. 
Nor do we act like Moses, who put a veil over his face, verse 13, so that the Israelites might not gaze upon the finish of the vanishing splendor which had been upon it. In fact, their minds were grown hard and calloused. They had become dull and lost the power of understanding. For until this present day, when the Old Testament, the Old Covenant is being read, that same veil still lies on their hearts, not being lifted to reveal that in Christ is made void and done away. Yes, down to this very day, when Moses is read, a veil lies upon their minds and hearts. But, everyone say but. But. Whenever a person, do you qualify as a person? Whenever a person turns to the Lord, guess what happens? The veil is stripped off and taken away. Woo, glory to God. That's awesome, isn't it? That means that before we were born again, we were blind. But now the veil's been taken away and now we can see. We used to walk in darkness, but now we're walking in the light. We used to be defeated, but now we've got victory. Once we were discouraged, but now we're encouraged. We used to act like the old man, but the old man has passed away. And all things have become new. I'm a new creation. And so are you. Because the veil's been stripped away. Now notice this next verse in verse 18. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Now, in verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. (laughs) Emancipation from bondage. Complete and total freedom. You and I today have the privilege of sitting in this place as free men and free women. We are free from condemnation. We are free from the doom that the curse brought. Because the Spirit of the Lord moved out of that place into your house. And who the Son is set free is free indeed. That means we don't have any more fear. You don't have any more insecurities. Because the Spirit of the Lord lives in me. Say this with me. The Spirit of the Lord has emancipated me. Has brought glorious liberty into my life. Now I want you to read verse 18 with me. Look at this verse. Verse 18. Ready, read. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor, And from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord. Now let's keep that up here just a moment. Notice, we continue to look into the Word of God as in a mirror. And as we look into the glorious law of liberty, it liberates us. And it changes us. And as a result of being changed, we don't stay the same. I'm not the same in 2014 than I was in 2013. I'm not going to be the same in July that I was in June. Why? Because what we're doing is we're staying with it. We're staying with it. We're staying with the Word. We're staying with the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
And here's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. All of us are being changed. We're going up higher. We're going from one degree of glory to the next. And then when we reach that level of glory and presence, we're going to the next. And then when we reach that level of glory and presence, we're going to the next, to the next, to the next. And when Jesus comes, glory to God, we shall be just as he is. Hallelujah. So don't look to the circumstance and look to the problem and look to where you failed and look to where you've come up short. But look unto me, look unto my glorious law of liberty. And in looking to me and in looking to my word, you will see who you really are. You will see what you can really do. You will see and obtain what I've created you to be. So do not be down on yourself, neither be discouraged. But yea, on a regular basis, encourage yourself in me. Pray much, praise much, get in the word much, and the word of God will change you and elevate you and make you what you ought to be. Ooh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm encouraged by that. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Not the same. Your neighbors will take notice. People on the job will say, is that the same person that used to work over there in that desk? What's happened to them? And you'll be able to say, I've been changed. I've been newborn. Hallelujah. Jesus has set me free. People in the grocery store say, something's happened to you. Your countenance has changed. Did you win the lottery? No, I didn't win the lottery. I got something better than the lottery. I'm not playing lotto. I got Jesus. Oh, amen. What is it? What is it about you? It's the light of his presence. It's the light of his glory. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw all men unto me. So lift him up in your life. Hold him up in high esteem. Yea, fellowship with him. And the Spirit of the Lord shall be seen upon you. And people shall be drawn to me through you, saith the Lord. For you are the only Jesus some will ever see. Hallelujah. If I be lifted up, that's all right. If I be lifted up, let's lift Jesus higher. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you just for a few moments more this morning about how that we can really connect with God and how that his presence can get stronger in my life and in your life. Amen. So here it is. Every day, everyone say, every day. Every day. day. Spend time being quiet. Spend time being quiet. Stay in touch with your own heart. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, God is a spirit. 
They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hebrews says that He's the Father of spirits. You are created in the God class in His image and in His likeness. You have been created to commune with Him. You have been created to commune with Him out of your heart. That's an awesome truth. But stay in touch now with your heart. We should value spiritual things. Because it is out of the heart that the issues of life will flow. That's Proverbs 4.23 for you Bible scholars. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of your heart will flow the issues of life. See, what you put in your heart is going to come out of your heart. And so we must stay in touch with our heart and not allow things to get in our heart that would stop or, if you will, block His presence. One thing that is that can cause His presence to be stopped in your life is strife and unforgiveness. So keep your heart with all diligence. Take time to nurture and cultivate your spiritual life and your spiritual walk. If you sense little things getting in your heart, bitternesses and maybe you're backbiting and different things about someone, you got to know that there's something in your heart that isn't right. And so stay in touch with your heart. Stay in touch with the Father of hearts through communion with Him. And come into His presence and let Him saturate your very being. Now look at Proverbs 27 verse 19. Proverbs 27, verse 19. I want you to read this in the King James Version with me. And then we have some other versions. It says, As in water, face answers to face, so the heart of man demand. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a little blind to me. If I look at that, I'm really going to have to meditate on what that means. So what I do oftentimes is I go ahead and go to other translations, and I look and see what other translations say, and so then I can get clarity. Listen to this one. One translation says, Just as you can see your own face reflected in water, so your heart reflects the kind of person you are. Another translation says, As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Is that true? Another one says, Just as water mirrors your face, so your face mirrors your heart. Still another says, just as water reflects a person's true face, so the human heart reflects a person's true character. Let me read that again, if you want to write that down. Just as water reflects a person's true face, you know, I grew up in Minnesota and they have 10,000 lakes back there. And my folks had a lake home up in Wisconsin. And on a still day, you'd be out in the boat and you would look into the water and you could see your face. You could see a reflection. And so he says here, just as water reflects a person's true face, so the human heart reflects a person's true character. I want to encourage you this morning, heart of the bay. Stay in touch with your heart. Now listen to this statement. Much activity with no pause can lead to spiritual dullness and confusion. Much activity, life in the busy lane, with no pause, 
with no Selah time can lead to much confusion and dullness. God never intended us to go through life in the busy fast lane. He never intended for you and I, all of our communion with Him, is to go and look at Him in the morning and say, Lord, here's my prayer list. See you later. Take care of it. How many of you know that grieves the heart of God? So much activity with no pause leads to spiritual dullness and confusion. Look with me quickly over to Psalms 46 and notice with me in verse 10 in the Amplified Version. How many of you know from time to time that's good just to purge some things out of our lives? To take a look at our priorities and ask ourselves, what is most important? And then look at these other areas of our life, even though they may be important, are they as important as these top priorities? And if they're not as important as your top priorities, it might time be time to purge those things. Especially if those things take precedent over top priority things. When things begin to take precedent over things that are top priorities, they become a weight. And the Bible says that we are to lay aside, what? Every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, come on, the race that is set before us. We are in a race. And just as the Olympics... When they train for those summer Olympics and the track and field people put weights around their ankles in training, when it comes race day, they peel those weights off and they're lighter and they're faster and they're better. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a race already. And I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying, lay aside those things that are not top priority. Lay aside those weights so that you can run your race Light and easy, not all heavied out, not all bummed out, not all queasy. Come on, saints. Everyone say light and easy. Now, here we go in Psalm 46 and verse 10, the amplified version. Notice this with me. He says, let be and be still. Let be and be still. Before Mark Thomas can really be still... There are some things that I need to let go of. There are some things that we need to let be. In other words, there are some cares of this life and some weights of this world that we need to unload on Him. He did not design for you and I to go through life all concerned and worried and bummed out. But first and foremost, He says, you must let these things be. Give them to me and then be still. And then as you are still, you will know and you will recognize and you will understand, hey, that I'm God and I'm working. I am your God and I'm working. But we oftentimes forget that he's God and that he's working because we don't take time to let be and be still. And what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you, that if you will just let it be and be still, the Spirit of knowing and the Spirit of seeing will come upon you and you will know that the same God that came through you last time will come through you this time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Say with me, let be. And be still. I know some of you are singing that song, let it be. One translation says, let go of your concerns. Then you will know that I'm God. Another translation, the message, and I want us to pull that up there. This is awesome. Message translation says it this way. I'll wait just a moment. Step out of the traffic. Step out of the traffic. Who's bringing that traffic into your life? Step out of the traffic. Now notice this. I like this. And take a brief look. No. Take a long. Take a long. How many of you know when you go to a movie, sometimes they can be real long. That means a long time. If you can spend three hours watching a long movie, you can certainly find time to take a long, a long, loving look at me. Let's just do it right now. Let's just pause. Let's lift our voice and just say, Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. Glory to God. Take a long, loving look at me. Your high God. Above politics and above everything. You know, some preachers would do themselves good to stop talking less about politics and start talking more about Jesus. I think some people would do good if they'd stop bellyaching about the government and start praying about the government. Because after all, at the end of the day, the natural government is not upon our shoulder. The spiritual government of this nation is upon his shoulder. Come on. Now we have a responsibility to pray. But don't mix your moaning and groaning and complaining with your praying. Because your moaning and your groaning and complaining X's off your praying. Man, that's good preaching. Take a long look at him. Be still and know. Hallelujah. And know. And know what? And know that He is God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be still and know. They that wait upon the Lord, what will they do? They shall what? They shall renew. Now, sometimes you've got to take your old driver's license in and get it renewed. Sometimes you have to exchange the old for the new. How many of you know you need to exchange your old energy for some new energy? Exchange your old ways for his ways. And they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. In my spirit, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, that there is a release of power that comes to those that will be still. Amen. Be still. In between services, I got some things in my spirit that I just want to share with you and insert into this message. Listen to this. They don't have it up there, so just listen. Psalms 4.4 says, Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Mm. Then he says, Selah. Mm. 
I like the fact that the Lord is our shepherd. And he makes us to do what? Lie down in green pastures and he leads us beside what? What kind of waters does he lead us by? He doesn't lead us by the rushing river. He leads us by the still waters. Now you get next to the still waters long enough, out of your belly shall flow some rushing rivers. But you'll never, oh come on, you'll never get rushing rivers flowing out of you until you visit the still waters. Trying to operate with rivers of living water flowing through you without fellowshipping with Him is nothing more or less than a work of the flesh. Man, that's good. I, I thought about Jesus. It's a good thing to think about Jesus. Everyone say Jesus three times. Jesus. Sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. And, and you know what? He will keep you singing as you go. He will keep you praying as you go. Right out in the foyer on Wednesday night after service. A gentleman came up to me. He said, you know what? You ask for people to do their homework and how they activate the presence of God. He says, here's what I do. Here's another nugget for you. He says, I get up in the morning and I just open my Bible. How many of you know that when you open your Bible and you read it, it's God speaking to you? He says, I just open my Bible. Another person says, I just bathe myself in the book of Psalms. He says, I open my Bible. And he says, I fellowship with the Lord. And I pray. And I just saturate myself in the goodness of God and the presence of God acknowledging him and quoting his promises, then I go about my day. How many of you know you've got to go about your day? If you need to check in at work at 8, you better be there by 8, not 8.15. And look at your employer and say, well, I was in the presence of the Lord. Well, you're going to be in the presence of the unemployment line before too long. (laughs) Well, I had to read my Bible. I had to read my Bible. You know, I'm, I'm late. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Christians ought to be good employers and employees. Mmm. Shoo. So he said, I just go my way. We got to go our way during the day. Some of you go to BART. How many of you go to BART in the morning? Okay. How many of you go into San Francisco to work in the morning? How many San Jose, Oakland? You're going your way. How many of you go to the grocery store every now and then? How many of you go to the laundry room every now and then? Or quite often? You go your way. But here's what he said that ministered to me. He said, in essence, I got such a deposit of the presence of God in the morning. Everyone say, in the morning. Say, in the morning. Is it good to seek the Lord in the morning? If you wait till noon, the devil will see to you that you're distracted from your word. Everyone say, in the morning. So in essence, what he was saying, I got such a deposit from the Spirit of God that as I went my way, I automatically just started singing. I automatically just started praying in the Spirit. It's not something that he looked at his watch and said, okay, it's 1 p.m., I need to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues for 60 seconds. Okay, I'm back to the natural. 
No, we're supernatural beings living in a supernatural life. God has placed his spirit in you, and he wants you to fellowship with him all the time. Look at your neighbor and say, all the time. So I got to thinking about Jesus. Okay, now this is, this is our class today, right? Okay. And uh, let me ask you a question. When Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat and to go to the other side, what happened? A storm came along, okay? And the disciples said to the master, Master, don't you care that we perish, right? And what was Jesus doing in the hinder part of the ship? He was asleep on a what? He was asleep on a pillow. Could we say that he was calm? Could we say that he was being still? You know, when Brenda sleeps sometimes, I've got to shake her to make sure the rapture didn't happen because she gets so still. Of course, if the rapture happened, I would not be there as well, but anyway. <laughs> but the girl can be still. Be calm. Be calm. So, so Jesus is laying in the hinder part of the ship. He's like this. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Master, don't you, huh? don't you care we perish? You see, Jesus lived a life before his father. Yeah, he said, I only do those things that I hear my father do. I only do those things that I see my father do. In other words, he had insight but I believe that his insight came because he got up a great while before day and went into a solitary place and there he prayed. So there was, there was communion happening between him and the, and the Father. And so Jesus, you look at his life. When they reported Lazarus is dead, he showed up three days later. And they said... Master, if you'd come earlier, he stinks by now. But Jesus was cool. He was calm. He was collected. I believe that that sprung out of and as a result of his communion with his Father. Do you believe Jesus was saturated with the presence of God? He absolutely was. Master, don't you care that we perish? Just as the storm rose up, Jesus rose up. And what did he say? Come on, it's okay. He said three words. What were they? Jesus said three words. They were what? Peace, be still. Just like he said, light be and light was, he said, peace be still. Now, I believe this. I believe the Lord showed me this in between services. He would have never been able to still that storm if he didn't carry peace on the inside of him. He was so full of peace and so full of presence and lived such a calm life that when he said, peace be still, there was a great calm. Everyone say there was a great calm. There was a great calm. Jerry Savelle says this, for every great storm, 
mega storm, God has a mega calm. Now, what about the storms in your life? Because the storms do come, don't they? The storms come to every one of us. Sometimes it takes a different shape. Sometimes it takes a different form. It could be financial. It could be a bad medical diagnosis. We all face storms. It could be a rebellious child. What you do in the midst of those storms will determine the outcome of that storm. If we are not calm and not saturated with Him and His presence, we'll get into the midst of some of those storms and we'll get the, woe is me. How come me, Jesus? Like the old song, why is everybody always picking on me? Did you know that God gets the blame for a lot of things that He has nothing to do with? Nothing to do with. But what do we do in the midst of our storm? Don't wait till the storm comes to say, peace be still. Work on your relationship with the Lord every day and be calm and be still in your own spirit and let Him saturate your life so that when the storm comes, out of the abundance, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. You will take your authority. You will take your dominion. But you won't have to go work it up. It'll be on tap. Ready to flow. Everyone say, on tap. Ready to go. Everyone say, peace. Be still. So what kind of waters does he lead us by? Now, let's take this as an illustration. How about the children of Israel? And they were fixing to get out of Egypt... And they headed out with Egypt, the Bible says. The Bible says he brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one what? There was not one feeble among their tribes. But just as sure as they left Egypt, how many of you know Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen went after them? So they're heading out. They're heading out, and they're strutting, and then all of a sudden the Red Sea. And they're looking around. What are we going to do now? Kind of like some of us. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? What now? What are we going to do now? The word of the Lord came to them. And it's a word for all of us today. He said this to them. Fear not. Stand still. And see the deliverance of the Lord. Let's try that on for size. Everyone say, fear not. I'm standing still. And I will see the salvation of the Lord. Armies came against the children of Israel in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And here they said, just appoint singers to go out before them. And he said, I want you to know this, that you're not going to need to fight in this battle. He said, set yourselves, be calm, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now listen, the premise of this message is this, is His presence will put you over. His presence in you, on you, and all around you makes all the difference. So be calm. 
and be still. And don't allow the fears of this life or the cares of this life keep you from drawing near to God. In James 4.8, let's look over there real quickly. James, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse. You getting anything yet today? I must be doing okay because there's not half as many as sleeping. You didn't get so still that you fell out. James 4, 8, everyone shout glory. glory. Everyone shout presence. Presence. Look at here. He said, draw near to God and what will happen? He will draw near to who? To you. Then he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify heart, you double-minded. How many of you know that now that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we're not sinners? Amen. We ain't sinners, right? We're in right standing with God. Now, if you do miss it, you do sin, take the blood and cleanse yourself. He'll do it for you. Amen? But now notice with me, he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Here's what the Lord spoke to me about a week ago. He said this. That in order for my people to draw near to me, they've got to draw away from other things. Isn't that the same principle we're talking about? Laying aside weights? Many folks are not drawing nigh to him because they're so weighed down by the cares of this life. There's an invitation from the throne of grace, and it's here this morning at 12.30 p.m. And that is this. If you'll come close to me, I'll come close to you. If you be still and calm, you will begin to see things you've never seen before. You will begin to know things you've never known before. Man, how about that? How would you like to have inside information on the future? Well, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he will show you things to come. He will lead you and guide you into all the truth. One of the things that Dad Hagen said before that he left in 2003, as he was teaching and training young ministers and teaching and training churches about the move of the Holy Spirit, he was concerned, like a lot of older ministers are and were, that the moving of the Spirit of God would be lost to a generation. You know, we're not a social club here. We're a word-preaching, Holy Ghost church. And, and I, don't have to, I don't have to dye my hair. I don't have to wear gold chains and blue jeans on Sunday morning to try to be relevant. The Word of God makes me relevant. The Word of God is for all time. Now, I'm not criticizing people to do that, but do you understand, really, when you're in your 60s and 70s and you've got those gold chains and you're dyeing your hair, the younger generation looks at you and says, What? What? What is up with that? Come on, I know I'm preaching good. But my point is this. We are not a beer drinking, porning, Come on. We're not the drunk church. We're the glory church. Amen. We're not the medical marijuana smoking church. We're let's have the glory of God. Let's activate the altars. Let's see God move. Let's see him do things in people's life they could never do for themselves. 
one pastor, he's, he's like a general now in the, in the army of the Lord. His name is Mark Barclay. He was a drill sergeant, Marines. And he preaches like one. Lester Summel was his spiritual father. You know Lester, man. He slicked his hair back, and man, he was tough. Well, this guy's got his hair slicked back. He looks like the second coming of Lester Summel. <laughs> And so he was sitting in this pastor's office getting ready to do a meeting. Get this into this. Getting ready to do a meeting. And he said, I'm smelling marijuana. Ah, what is that? So he's walking out with the pastor and says, hey. He says, how come I'm smelling pot and marijuana around here? He says, oh, he, he says, I smoked a little bit before the service. The people know it. He says, they think that I revelate a lot better. Mark Barkley looked at him and says, No, you ain't revelating, buddy. You are hallucinating. I do not want to get that familiar with the world. Thank you. We are not of this world. We are living in this world. But we've been brought out of darkness into light that we should show forth the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can you imagine? Just a little toke before I get in the pulpit. Oh, man, that heavy revelation, man. How come some of you are closing your Bible? I'm not done yet. I mean, what's up with that? You think I'm going to stop just because you closed your Bible? <laughs> Give me a break. I've only been speaking 40 minutes. It's only 1234. Where are you going? Ask yourself this question. When you're in a hurry to leave church, ask yourself, what are you leaving from and what are you going to? Well, I need to get a sandwich before the Baptists get to the restaurant. <laughs> In this day and in this hour in which we live, if we're really going to activate his presence in our lives, and, and I don't want to just go on and on and on and on to bore people and get people mad or anything, but we need to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. We live in a society where it's all instant this and instant that and instant this and instant that. So, like Mara Marilla says, who give me five more minutes? Yeah, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thank you. Thank God, we're not the drunk church. We're not the wife-swapping church. We're not the porning church. We love people that are bound by porn, but by the power of God, we get them free from that. That's why the altars are being activated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it with me. No more fear. No more insecurities. So Dad Hagen, Dad Hagen, back there, he would go around having these Holy Ghost meetings everywhere because he didn't want a generation underneath him and underneath them to lose. Wow. What's happening? 
Someone spoke in tongues. That's for the upper room. No, it's for wherever the Spirit of the Lord is. That there is liberty. I was down in Los Angeles with Brenda during the emphasis on the, uh, what is that, uh, Azusa Street. And Bishop Blake had T.D. Jakes speaking in his church at Angeles Temple there in Los Angeles. The same word came from T.T. Jakes. He was concerned about a younger generation not knowing a move of the Spirit. Folks, we must have Him. We are desperate for Him. We must have Him moving among us. And you know what? He'll do so if the right atmosphere is set. And you know what? We did good today, and you did good today, inviting in His presence. And the Spirit of God is well pleased. Let's raise our hands and thank Him. Glory to God. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray over these precious ones today, the family of God. Lord, there's nothing more that you'd rather do in their lives than for them to be filled with all the fullness of God. I pray, Lord, for a spirit of seeing and a spirit of knowing to come upon each and every one of us. As we calm ourselves in your presence, we expect to see golden nuggets from your word. As we calm ourselves in your presence, we expect to know exactly what we need to know about our futures. Put your hand over in your chest and say, in the name of Jesus, I receive this word today. Lift your hands now and say, I acknowledge your presence. Say it again, I acknowledge your presence. Let's stand to our feet right now. Let's keep acknowledging him this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. These are the days of your glory. These are the days for you to be in manifestation as never before. Father, as a church, we walk through that door today. We walk through the door of your presence. We lay hold of you this morning. Say with me, I lay aside any weight and every weight and any sin that would hold me down in my race. I come to you this morning and I declare that your very presence permeates my very soul. Glory to God. Let's just pray just a moment. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, every person in this auditorium, every person within the sound of my voice, be still in Jesus' name. There's people here this morning that in the stillness of His presence is where you will find your deliverance from a busy mind, from all the things that are going through your head and through your mind. The Lord wants to minister to a few folks today that it just seems like you can't find the breaks, you can't find the stillness. God wants to 
Say, peace be still to you. I'm going to ask you to come to the front right now. Those of you that are here in that category, just come right now. If you're here this morning, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can come to the altar right now. Let God touch your life. Let Him minister health. Let Him minister peace to you. Everyone say, peace. Be still. In the name of Jesus. As Pastor Tom sings, and as we are dismissed, the altar is open. We want to minister life to you today. Would you come to the front right now?